Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Bad Movie Night Podcast, covering the worst movies you've never seen. Go to our website, badmovienightpodcast.com, to watch our show and to listen to other episodes of our podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to Bad Movie Night. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bad Movie Night Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'll be your host as we discuss the 1996 horror sci-fi movie, Carver's Gate. Only he can save them. I'm going to blow your head off. Diana, please don't do this. I'm scared. Yeah, me too. He has the key. It's not an illusion. It's for real. Michael Paré stars in Carver's Gate. I feel like I do that voice every time for every movie. Even that's when it's your not go-to. Really warranted. It's my I go-to. don't. I don't have any like taglines for after this one either. I don't. No. Like that, whoosh, 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 whatever that noise AJ was here. when they were AJ's carving up that, that gate. Yeah. So tonight I am joined by Todd. What's up, uh, Rebecca? Hey there, Ian. What? Aaron. What's going on? And special guest, Nico Bell. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Nico, you are a fiction author of horror short stories. Is that correct? Yeah, dark fiction, horror, thriller, sci-fi, all that good stuff. So do you have anything published right now that we can read? I will be very soon on 101words.com. They publish Drabbles, which is a full story in 101 words. So this week, actually, mine is coming out. I'm very excited about it. If we were smarter than we are, are, so you could already tell how smart we are. (laughs) (laughs) We're smarter than we is. Uh, We would have had you on last week because we we talked about Grim Prairie Tales, which is just Mm. a collection of short stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love short stories. They're great. So, but Those are short stories you can watch, and as we all know, Chris can't read. Well, that like a few of those stories could have been summed up in 101 words or less, is all I'm saying. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe when her short 100-word story comes out, we can read it to you, Chris, live on the podcast so that you can read it. <laughs> I read. Like, I don't... What? Why do you guys think I don't read? I read every night. So every night when I go to bed, I get I read... And it takes sure. me about three pages till I'm passed out. That's how the, I am, too. Uh, then you do that thing where you have to like go back the next night and reread all the pages again because you weren't sure where you fell asleep? No, I can start to tell when I like start. I'll reread a paragraph or two and my eyes will start. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done. But I literally get through like three or four pages. So I've been reading this stupid aliens novel for like a month and my wife is reading like these huge novels and she's just like flying through them because she just 
can sit in bed and read. And just for some reason, it puts me right to sleep. I'm sure the frustration of trying to sound out all the words really gets to you after about <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised she can read it all with you whispering the words over there all the time. C spot r- r- run. The quick ah, browns. I do, Nico, is there any good horror stories that you can recommend? Because I, I horror is my jam. Like, I love it. That's my favorite kind of movie and stuff. But I can never yeah. find a good novel to sink my teeth in. Everything's like all... Uh, how do I put it? Like, there's no like just pulpy, gory horror books that I can find easily. You like pulpy, gory horror books? Yeah. Is that would, yeah? yeah. I actually just read one called Infestation by William Michael, I think, M E I K L E. Two first names, my kind of author. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a creature story if you like creature. Oh, man. Oh, creatures. my gosh. That's Chris, like that's, right up uh, your alley. Right up that's, my alley. Well, I mean, I do like. Gore. Are there pictures? <laughs> you can draw Listen to this margin. guy. Holy shit, what did I do to you? <laughs> I've sat here for 45 minutes trying to help you fix your microphone issues, and this is what he does to me. No, that's cool. That sounds good. I, I do like, like, I've read William Gibson books and stuff, because sci-fi is also my jam, but, like, I read Neuromancer, like, three times before I finally could understand everything, just because, like, the way everything was described, it started to, like, lose context for things. Yeah, I hear that. She's uh, well, yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. You just got to find something that's interesting to you. And okay. Inf- infestation sounds like it'd be right up your alley, though. Yeah, that it does sound really pretty good. good. I wrote it down. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, how's everybody else doing? Good? Spectacular. Sun's shining out there. Birds are chirping. Fantastic. Fantastic. You guys ready to talk about Carver's Gate? Yeah, maybe. Jump in maybe. the gate. Okay, Todd, what is... Solid, uh, solid car- maybe. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to hear. That's, that's good enough for me. Todd, well, what's Carver's Gate about? All right. Uh, I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it my best go. Um, I, I did fall asleep again, Chris. Oh, for the love but of God. But I watched it again. I fell asleep and I watched it again today. So dude, two, one and a half watches. He made um, it three pages in. Yeah. <laughs> three pages. So uh, it's, a, it's about... Uh, dystopian future everything went to shit um, mm-hmm. it's one of those <clears throat> but it's about it's also about like virtual reality people escape the dystopian future by jamming this thing in their ear and playing uh, almost like a what was that game called a while ago second life it's almost like a second life game but um, people just play it all the time that's all they play to escape the dystopian future so our main character is some kind of cop like overseer dream cop todd yeah but that's we'll get to that later that's bullshit i don't (laughs) even know what that means but he's he's some kind of cop overseer of of people using this second life thing and the movie opens with a murder and the whole thing is about him trying to figure out what happened in this murder and like what resulted from it yeah that's about the first 20 minutes and then you fell asleep so you wouldn't (laughs) got the rest so that makes sense (laughs) it goes some places let's say that Okay, we could talk about those places. We will talk about it. But first, something we do every week here. We dive into Aaron's history hole. We get a little context for the movie in the year it was released. And this is 1996, which we most definitely have covered before. I feel like we haven't done 1996 before, Aaron. (laughs) So we've actually covered 1996 two times already. There you go. With Skyscraper and Dead Tides. Both I want a solid. Baby. I just want oh a baby. my gosh! I'm I'm gosh. not playing anymore. 
It's time for the history hole. Assume the position at the pad to be filled with knowledge. So I thought we'd do something a little bit different this week, and we talk about movies featuring virtual reality or dreamscapes from the last four, de- uh, not generations, oh. but the last four decades. Oh, oh, I know what's going to come up. What that is that Denzel gonna... Washington movie? Oh, it's coming. Virtuosity. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go back a few more decades <laughs> I'm first. Sorry. Get excited Starting... when people want to talk about virtuosity. <laughs> you like talking about movies? <laughs> Apparently. Weird. Right. So starting in 1973, this is a German film. Um, English version is called World on a Wire. Somewhere in the future, there's a computer project called Simulcron, one of which is able to simulate a full featured reality when suddenly project leader Henry Vollmer dies. Basically, it's kind of a whodunit of sorts and trying to figure out what's going on. I haven't actually seen this film. Have any of you? What's the German version of it? Welt am Drat. That, um, uh, you know that uh, my, my music, my memoir album, Dark Reflections, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Uh, written by that Australian guy who does all yeah. the vocals and stuff. Anyways, it's a, it's a concept album about virtual reality, and the thing was called Simulcrom. So I wonder if it was Sorry, actually based on that story. I thought it sounded familiar. Or whatever, yeah. It's all coming full circle. It's all coming back. It's, it's, coming, it's a eureka moment. Sense now. Connecting all the dots. I like, I like that little nice. hum, humble plug there, too. Yep. <laughs> So this is from 1973. It's, uh, it's pretty early for that type of film, I think, because if you look back at technology-wise, we didn't really have like video yeah, games no at that point. Home computers or anything like that. Right. Home computers, nothing. So it was pretty far, far-reaching far or, or you know, thinking well into the future. Um, all right. So for the 80s, there's quite a few of them. The one I kind of brought up was uh, Brainstorm from 1983. Um researchers Michael Brace, which is Christopher Walken, played by Christopher Walken, and Lillian Reynolds, who is Louise Fletcher, develop a system that allows the recording and playback of persons' thoughts onto videotape. The project spins dangerously out of control when Brace and his colleagues begin using the technology to explore intense sexual and near-death experiences. Had to go there, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Always. When the military moves to hijack the project for their own nefarious purposes, Brace tries to outwit them with the help from his estranged wife, Natalie Wood. So, mm. this one kind of falls into a little bit of VR, but also more of the concept of being able to view dreams or view thoughts, which we find in all sorts of things, from like yeah. modern day like Black Mirror episodes to all sorts of other movies. So, video, video games—that was a concept in like sure. two recent they built video like games. This hardcore helmet for this movie. If you just yeah. search "brainstorm movie," it's the first image that comes up. Was that movie the reason that Christopher Walken killed Natalie Wood? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I don't, I don't Do even understand that, that joke. I don't even get it. No, yeah. um, I, it was uh, Natalie Wood, Christopher Walken, and one or two other actors were out in a boat in international waters, and Natalie Wood was killed. Oh, and no charges, were, no charges were ever brought. What? Okay, well, no, I never heard that. I keep, you're, oh, my God. You're, you're, oh, my God. I can't, no, I can't handle it. Not allegedly, Ian, allegedly is what happened. Yeah, I mean, nobody can prove it was him specifically, but. Can anyone do a Christopher Walken impression? No. I thought for sure Christopher Walken was coming there at some point. All right. Ah, well, if you ever, oh. I can't do it. That's all I got. That? Nailed it. Wait, wait, wait. You can't. You can't do one because that was. I thought he was in the room for a second. Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a good start, but I don't know where to go from there. Now uh, you got to pick a movie. Okay. Regardless, don't ever get on his private submarine if he invites you. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Ian? 
Sure. I mean, okay. I don't know where you got a submarine out of this, but... but the, oh, that's the a different story. Or whatever. He just threw her right out the porthole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right, so, other 1983 <laughs> VR Dreamscape movies included Videodrome, which is a David Cronenberg film. He's uh-huh. pretty well-known for making those types of movies. And Dreamscape 1984, which is more of a dream-featured movie. A lot of dream. Um, a, lot of, a lot of dreamy dream stuff. You're dreamy, Todd. For the 90s, there's quite a few as well. It was a popular genre back then. We have The Lawnmower Man. We all oh, have probably seen that ooh, by now. but. man. The film stars Jeffrey Fahey as Job Smith and a simple-minded gardener and Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Lawrence Angelo, the scientist who decides to experiment on him. On him. The film was originally titled Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man, but King successfully sued the producers for attaching his name to the film and stated in court documents that the film bore no meaningful resemblance to his story, huh. which it really doesn't other than the title. Yeah, but he's got bad taste in movies, though, doesn't he? That's usually a good sign for a, a movie based on a Stephen King novel for it to look nothing like it. I like Stephen King oh, novels. Yeah, me too. I like Stephen King novels as well, but when they the overly, movies are not so great. When they try to make them too close, they tend to just not translate well. They're not. They don't translate well at all. No, agreed. Too much happens in the characters' oh, yeah, heads. It, it worked out well with the Dark Tower, where they took some liberties. Uh, some, well, you some, got me there. But it worked this, great for The Shining. Right, but he doesn't like The Shining. That's what my point was. Right. <laughs> he never likes his. And he's friend. wrong. And he's wrong. <laughs> and he's wrong about the lawnmower, man. God damn it. Movie's Cut my wife into pieces what? at this big ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> did you just make that up? No. no. But did you guys ever see oh, that? Because it was that hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's so really? Good. I was about to say, don't start singing. That's my uh. job. <laughs> Please so don't fair. start singing Cut Your Wife Into Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With your wife, Rebecca, blink twice cast. if he needs to call nine one one. I have, I have never successfully read an entire Stephen King book. What? Yeah, I know. They're too scary for him. That's oh, true. not true. Not true. I'm sorry. I read, <laughs> I read true. one, and I'm staring at it right now. I loved the Gunslinger, the first Dark Tower, but okay. I, I couldn't even hardly start the second one. Don't finish that series. The first one was awesome, but. Uh, I really? could, couldn't do. I love the gunslinger. I, yeah. I hated the gunslinger. I, the gunslinger. I, I read that. Maybe that's yeah, why I hate every other Stephen King book. Hmm. The third and fourth book in that series are really good, but this, the the way it ends is just didn't awful. work for you. It's a Mighty Max ripoff. Okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Isn't that a vacuum cleaner? I'm so confused. Yeah. No, it was an old cartoon from the 90s. Man, why oh, okay. do our history holes always get so far yeah, out of are, pocket? We Where are, the hell we are, are we all right over now? the place here? <laughs> Interestingly right. enough that you say pocket, because Mighty Max was the <laughs> male version of the Polly Pocket. Oh. Don't get Chris started on Polly Pocket. No, I like again. Polly Please, Pockets. for God's sake. Oh my God. really engaging. <laughs> All right, well, it's been that. fun. Well. Let's continue. Wow. All right, so other 1990s decade movies of similar style were uh, Strange Days from 1995. It's a good movie. Hackers from 1995. Now, I'm not going to say it's true VR. It's just another one of those, like, this is how computers work, and it's done in a... <laughs> graphical sense but whatever it's close enough johnny mnemonic oh man and christopher virtuosity, virtuosity. yes i haven't we seen need to watch that watch that it's probably hot garbage to... oh i'm sure it's terrible <laughs> but we need to watch it yeah Moving on. It? well we had we also had the matrix of course in a no, little never film, saw it. you know the matrix never heard of it right what's and that one is that an yeah. indie movie yes indie movie yeah tiny budget didn't make any money uh, there was also another one from David Cronenberg in 1999 called oh, Existence, yeah. Existence, starring Jude Law and Jennifer Le- Jason Lee. 
It's a good movie. I haven't seen this one. I would actually like it's, to watch uh, it. It's a little nasty. They, like, plug <laughs> in to, like, get into VR, and it's, like, Cronenberg-esque body horror kind of stuff. Okay, I've like cool. seen that movie. There's, like, orifices and stuff. It's just gross. Why, 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 why did everybody think you had to plug in? Like when VR it's called, was, you got to jack in, son. Yeah, but why? <laughs> coin that term because they didn't have wireless. They didn't I guess, understand that. Yeah. I guess that's. I guess that's it. But I feel like if it ever really takes off, like any integration, is not going to be plug. I'm not like stabbing something into my <laughs> spine or neck. I it's want just to. Gonna be, it's so much cooler when they plug oh, into their head. No. Yeah, it's so much cooler. And then okay, all that I'm juice sorry. flies out when you unplug. No, it I don't need think... to be juice, oh, Todd. God. You need to clean your porthole a little more often, son. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to go see the doctor yeah. about that. Get get some antibiotics, man. All right, the Thirteenth Floor, also from nineteen ninety nine. That was a pretty cool film. Yeah. Uh, from the two thousands, we have Gamer, which um, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, yes, he's basically controlled by a kid playing video games, if I remember correctly. But more importantly, we had Surrogates from two thousand nine as well. Uh, did you Ryan see that movie? Reynolds or something? No, no, no. It was um, what's his face? Bruce ben Willis. Oh, that guy. Bruce oh, Willis. It's that one. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, for this current decade, we have Ready Player One, which is which is a pretty cool book. Yeah. I haven't seen the is movie it? though. Never saw it. Never read it. Yeah. That book is really yeah. good. Is it? Yeah. It's a lot of fun, especially if you're things. an '80s kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of nostalgia thrown in. It's almost too much at times. But I thought the movie looked terrible, though. Well, it I might be it terrible. probably does. Yeah. Then you could be one of those guys that says the book was much Man, better. better. <laughs> right. So probably popular... is. I don't know. You can keep going. You get so offended when I interrupt you. I'm, I'm trying yeah, not to so cut you offended. off. I'm waiting for one of your, you know, impressive jokes. Dan, yes. Keep going. Okay, popular films from 1996 were 12 Monkeys, 101 Dalmatians, A Time to Kill. Yes, they deserve to die. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was going to but- do it, but then you got offended when I interrupt. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do America, The Birdcage, Broken Arrow, The English Patient, Eraser, Fargo, fantastic movie, The First Wives Club, Happy Gilmore, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Independence Day, James and the Giant Peach, Jerry Maguire, Michael, Mission Impossible, The Nutty Professor, Phenomenon, Ransom, The Rock, Scream, Space Jam, Star Trek, First Contract, oh. Train Spotting, and Twister. There are so oh, many man, good ones in there. Super you didn't give 90s. me time. You didn't give me time to say welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Oh wait, or or Carla was the prom queen. Okay, go oh. ahead. <laughs> I just want a baby. Oh, that does not count. Best catch raise of 2017. I'm telling you that right, right now. So Carver's Gate from 1996 was classified as an action horror sci-fi movie. Some similar action horror sci-fi movies from 1996 include Humanoids from the Deep, which is a TV movie. Carnosaur 3. We got to get there. Primal Species. Dark Breed. This movie, Carver's Gate. Polymorph. Bangus. Polymorph looks so bad. I have it too, and it just looks so bad. But we'll have to watch it. Well, Dark Breed just sounds like something super no, dark, racist. Dark Breed's pretty good, actually. And not because Chris. of that. <laughs> <laughs> po- Polymorph is a full point higher than Carver's Gate on IMDb. It's a 4.7 versus a 3.7. Uh, Bangus, I have no idea what that is. And then finally, wrapping up the action horror sci fi movies from 1996 is. The Epic of Detective Mandy, Book 5, Satan Clause 3, The 13th Day of Christmas. What? 
Wait, Yo, add that, add that one to the list. <laughs> yep. I think that was so, one movie. Next what week, is century. This? That was not like a random word generator phrase or anything. That's the name of this TV movie. Is that the our Epic Christmas movie this Mandy, year? Colon. Book five dash Satan Clause three colon the 13th day of Christmas. Right. I think that's our new Christmas movie. That's our history. Christmas movie. Is, I don't know, write that down. I'm not going to remember that. And audio's gone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Are you done? We're good? That's it? Oh, short short history hole. Short week, history guess, hole yeah. over here. Next time, put a little more effort into it, Aaron. <laughs> cool. Thank you. The Ninja, born of a 400-year-old tradition, trained in the most exquisite subtleties of combat and of food. Welcome to the culinary dojo in Flavortown. Join Guy Fieri in an epic battle against... The culinary gangsters. This this has got marinade. This has got rub. This has got sauce and the red beans and rice. Get out, ninja of Flavor Town. Oh, that's got great barbecue sauce. Yeah, depth of flavor. I mean, the, the chicken's falling off the bone. It's tender. She's this this has got marinade. This has got rub. This has got sauce. So uh, yeah, so we tonight we watched the 1996 horror sci-fi action movie, whatever. Uh, Carver's Gate, Todd. What do you think of Carver's Gate? I I really don't want to go first because this is another one that's like hard for me to judge. This was this was a hot pile for me, really. But I couldn't like I couldn't look away. It was like a train wreck. <laughs> it was. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Like the acting was terrible, but I couldn't look away. The creature effects were great, but I couldn't look away, or and I couldn't look away. It was there were things that I definitely did not like about it. And I think that's partially why I fell asleep the first time. But I could I, second time when I wasn't quite as tired. There were definitely parts where I couldn't look away. Hmm. Okay, Nico, what'd you think? Um, I could and did look away several times. Not a huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> it took me a really long time to get through this. Actually, I stopped like twenty minutes in. And did errands and cut grass and did all the other things I hate to do. And then came back and watched this movie and had to pause it again just to regain my sanity. Because there were parts of it that just drove me so crazy. It was it was hard to get through. Okay, Rebecca, what do you think? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wasn't really a big fan either. Um, It was an interesting concept, but I couldn't get past the terrible acting. Just absolute horrible nothing. Um, so really? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey I know it's what breaking my I, heart. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to derail anybody. But like, that's the point. That's the point I want to focus on. I wouldn't have said anything if Chris didn't just react the way he did. I'm cool with bad acting. Like that's part of a bad movie. That's that almost makes it endearing. But for some reason, this was the wrong kind. Like some of those actors, they didn't even try. Yeah, it wasn't bad acting. They just straight up it wrote it in. Lack of acting at yeah. all. <laughs> Overacting is much better than just like complete lack really? of acting. Okay, well we'll we'll get we'll get to it. Let's okay. Let's continue. Uh, save Ian, it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast, Ian. What do you think? I kind of liked it. Um, it was definitely a bit of a film noir kind of a style to it, especially with the music choices yeah, and like over. the way the main character narrated yeah. through a lot of the scenes. Definitely gives it a little bit of a slower feel, and I can appreciate not everybody being into that. But I'd say overall, I generally liked it. Aaron? 
Yeah, so I actually like the noir elements as well, Ian. Um, I thought the acting was not great, but it was serviceable for what the film was. I think that it was pretty ambitious. It's like a lot of these movies we've seen were... I'm thinking of the Albert Pyun movie we saw, which was kind of similar virtual reality. Um, Arcade. Arcade. Like it was, you know, this kind of similar, similar style, like trying to take a simulation or video game and make it not realistic, but somehow still feel, it just didn't feel quite right to me. It just feels cheesy. Um, But I get what they were trying to do. It was ambitious. Not great, but I don't know. Definitely ambitious. I didn't really think it was a slow movie, Ian. I thought the pacing was was fine. I I, I like this movie quite a bit. Uh, Like everyone said, it's pretty ambitious. Uh, And I enjoyed all the world building they put into this movie. And God damn it, they reeled me in right away because the first thing they show you on screen is that little miniature, and you know how I love miniatures. Oh, I thought it was going to be the first thing they showed was the man-ass. Oh, Michael Perrin. <laughs> that is a beautiful man. I will say that now. Like, uh, he's he's kind of wooden uh, character, uh, kind of a wooden actor, but uh, I enjoyed him. Everybody else I'll agree. Was a really bad actor. They're the one, the, the antagonist movie, the the creature they eventually bring through. Her her overacting oh. is unbelievable. That felt very much like See, a '60s or '70s like horror style movie. That's the Diana Wardale slash yeah. the Angel character. I actually really liked that. It was really fun and dumb. It was the Doctor Thomas Tesla that really annoyed me. His overacting <laughs> See, was so Doctor Tesla. That's he was like the he was the only actor no. that really bothered me. That's funny. Movie. I'm exactly the opposite. I would have said I would have said the well sorry the Angel lady and Anne Tesla. I thought okay. they were the both of them were the overacting for me they that were, made the for movie. Sure both overacting. Yeah, yeah, that made the movie. It was just his the, eyebrows, was it? Who was is, that? Was just the triangle eyebrows, like Doc? <laughs> he's always Leo. angry looking, permanent angry. <laughs> yeah, Who was that yeah. other female cop that was, or dream catcher or whatever that was following Serena. the guy around? Serena. Serena. Every yeah. time she said something, it was like, "Oh no, we better yeah. go catch them." It was like monotone, robotic. Maybe that's wooden. I don't even know what wooden means, but like, well, where, fine. who who signed her on for the gig? Really? I mean, nobody knocked it out of the park in the acting. No, round, but no, but there were. I thought there she was, was fine. There was a lot going on. We've watched a lot of creature movies, and this movie had like you could. There had like five or six different creatures that came through in the VR realm and in the real world, and while they didn't look great. They look better than a lot of the movies we've watched, and they had multiple different versions of them. You know yeah, I mean? the creature effects were yeah. sweet. They, well, Enjoyed I don't think those. they were that good, but I think the concept of them were pretty cool. I felt like yeah. some Silent Hill and some you know other type of inspirations there. Yeah. Don't worry. I woke up from my first nap right at the end of the movie when that lady was crying out. So that was a you know a nightmare for the ages. <laughs> I thought the the costuming didn't allow most of those creatures to be expressive at all. No. It's like very just static, yeah. and that kind of took a little bit away from it, perhaps. But other than that, it was pretty cool. The, the, the lighting wasn't good either. Like everything, when the creatures would come through, when you have a big rubber suit, you should try and obscure it a bit with some lower lighting or something like that. But everything, you could see the entire suit. And it was like, okay. Yeah, the one especially, um, it was the one that like, 
It was the half face kind of. Oh, that was cool though. It was, it was cool, but, Rebecca, but it looked like it a was piece of so rubber. plastic. Yeah. <laughs> you should, Chris. Why don't you break the plot down a little bit more? I gave you know a a, a premise, but let's be honest, that was a brief overview. What kind yeah. of what kind of virtual reality are we are we talking about here? Well, I mean, everybody is playing this game, Afterlife. I guess to escape their their horrible lives in real life, since the world is now a desolate wasteland, they're all confined to this like really crappy metallic, just miniature metal miniature <laughs> miniature set. If, uh, <laughs> if AJ were here, I'm sure he'd be oh, decrying no. the, the repeated use of the hallways. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as far as I can tell, there's not too many different versions of Afterlife. It seems like everyone is in this kind of horror game. Yeah. Okay, that was the there's thing a that bothered couple me. that they talk about though. But they're basically just levels within the game, right? Yes. There's no like, levels, I'm going yeah. to play the fantasy game or I'm going to play the second life type of realistic to a degree, but more fantasy oriented. I don't think they fleshed out the game aspect of this movie as well as I'm sure some people would have liked. I agree. Which I thought was fine because that's not really what I was here for. I was here more for the kind of theme of the, the story, but they definitely didn't flesh that out. They only called out a couple of levels by name. Um, mm-hmm. heaven is like the last level that you're trying to get to apparently, right. uh, that I won't spoil that yet, but hell is apparently another level did. that you can get to. Purgatory was a level two, right? Uh, and then they mentioned the first level as being, um, shoot, what did they say? Like, like human nature. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The first level they call out as being, this is human nature. And that's the one where you see most people in where it's just like, Mass uh, murder, kind of like people running around, uh, little is that statues where you see, like, or whatever. The Nazis and, and yes. the yeah. king, and yeah, okay. So, yeah. so was that Hitler? Did everyone see that? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that yeah. was Hitler. Okay. All right. Yep. That's my one of my issues. If I'm living in this world where I have nothing to look forward to, I'm just kind of surviving, and my only escape is this virtual reality. Why the why the, why would I want to play this horror game all the time? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. That was my problem, either. too. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like you said, they didn't tell you what other games this big corporation is putting out there, and they just alluded to, like, there being this and then, like, a sex game that you sort of yeah. see a preview for. So I'm pretty sure, like, if you had to pick between the two, I'm not so sure. Realistically, a lot of people are going to be playing, like, Hell and Demons and stuff. I guess it's positing a future in which people are better than that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, ca- like I'm calling really? bullshit on that. <laughs> if, if that's what they're positing, I'm going <laughs> to... Well, we never saw anybody play the game, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think it's actually somewhat realistic, because look at what we do now with online gaming. It's basically we just go around and murder people, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, mean, I think there are probably, like, sex games and stuff, too, but it's mostly just... Like, get your anger and aggression out of the world by... Blowing them up. Blowing stuff up. So, I guess I have a question then, because they, they kind of posit this question throughout the movie. Like, Michael Perret, is that how you say his name? Sounds, he has an issue. sounds French. I don't know. He's got a little of those umlauts over the E. Yeah. I, don't I don't think it's an umlaut, but go ahead. Okay, well, it's got a accent. little over the E. It's an okay, accent. It's got an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's got an I'm axe. gonna call him Michael Pere. Does that sound good? Yeah, that works. Okay. Anyways, he's a dream breaker. He's a cop. I guess I'm not exactly sure what he's supposed to be doing. Somehow enforcing I or can just tell you what watching he's supposed to be people. Doing. Okay, go ahead. 
He polices the thin line between escape wow. and addiction. I had that written down. <laughs> what that does doesn't that mean anything. We never see him do it. What does that even mean? I'm not convinced yeah. he's a cop. I don't know what I, he is. I thought he was more like a, a QA engineer, like he was making sure the games work well. And are His job for sure made no sense in this movie. Well, yeah. especially when he's walking around the city and there's people in complete trances playing the yes. game just in the middle of the road and he never <laughs> tries to move any of them or do yeah, anything yeah. with them do he some just dream lets them up go. in here dude yeah. if he's gonna be so if he's gonna be the dream cop how come like 90 percent of the people have it inserted in their ear correctly and there's this random girl with the one like stabbed in her forehead just well, constantly in fairness, <laughs> they say it goes into the cerebral cortex which is the front part yeah. of your brain uh, so people poking them in the ear they're just bursting their eardrums uh, <laughs> i saw a couple of people with it in the every front time of the i saw I yeah know, this right? this lady was on top of things man she just went yeah, straight she in the forehead yeah she was doing the right way but he, <laughs> he himself doesn't want to get involved with the vr yeah that was and there's weird. a whole part of society that doesn't isn't interested in that either because they're in the basement, the basement dwellers, they're, they're the basement <laughs> dwellers, and they of don't course. like VR. They don't want to lose themselves in this they're world. Puritans but, and technophobes. I don't really think like I see the positives in that. If if life is so terrible and these people don't have a job or anything, they just kind of stand around in this mm. hallway all day. Why not lose yourself in VR? I kind of took the theme of the movie to be kind of like the opposite of the Matrix. Where in the Matrix, people are trapped in a simulation and are seeking to escape. This is something where it's quite the opposite. The real world's so terrible. They want to get into that Matrix, get Mm -hmm. into that simulation, just completely get away from everything. And you kind of see that play out, especially in the conversations between Dr. Thomas Tesla and uh, Judith Stoller, (laughs) who I guess is the head of the company. Yeah, that's the woman that has like all the mirrors around her. Yeah, and they're, they're... they're, I don't know if we're getting into this yet, but they're, they're debating on how best to use the MacGuffin of the movie mm-hmm. to either better the world so that they can continue to live in this, you know, turn around the dystopianness of this world yeah. versus using it to be able to completely escape into the virtual world. But I didn't understand how that worked. So the main conflict in the movie then is they've created this device called the Transcend- Transcender. Transcender, yeah. Correct. Yep. And what it does is it basically enables people to either go into the virtual world physically or things to come out of it and be physically like can actually harm you and stuff like that. So this Dr. Tesla wants to use it to kind of save the world. He wants to bring food through. He wants to bring, uh, he wants to create like a workforce that can exist on the surface of this inhabitable planet and, and try and save humanity while the leader of the the president of Dream Corp, who's the, like the company, I guess the only company that created these Dream VR devices, wants just wants to just make humanity disappear into VR forever. But what is the goal there? How how does that work? What's the point then? I don't know because if you're a CEO of a company, you want to make money or something like that. I don't know what her goals are. Like, how are they making money now? If nobody right. makes anything of you in this dystopian future, what? What's the point? I didn't understand that either. Like, no one's buying weapons. No one's. Yeah, it seems like the only thing. If there's no like bartering, no bartering, no monetary monetary value of anything, it seems like the only reason to do any of this is more altruistic, right? Like, oh wow, the world's miserable. Let's help everybody escape that for a while. They got that UBI man. She's just collecting all their UBI. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, UBI. It's a it's a uh, it's an infection. No, it's a okay. universal basic income. Is it universal? Uh, gotcha, basic gotcha. Income? 
I think that's what it is. Yes. I'm going to be honest. I threw out that acronym without thinking about it first. I think it's UBI. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Aaron. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what her motivation is. And especially since once everybody's in VR, the hum- human race will just die off since nobody's reproducing. Right. No, but I, so think, well, gonna... I think that was, I think that part's okay though. Plot wise. I think her only point there was like, she doesn't want to continue to make money when she does that. She thinks that's honestly their, their last hope. Last. Okay. Is okay. that they all just jump through there and then they all just survive forever in there. So in the movie when they do transcend, like the the creatures coming into their world like disappear. So if humans were to transcend into the the virtual world, would they eventually disappear or would they be within the game forever? And then what happens to their bodies? And also what happens to the whole thing when the system crashes because Stop there's nobody around to... Stop asking questions. Ah, that's what the automatons <laughs> are doing. They're keeping the system running. Yeah. But for yes. indefinitely, the human race just dies out because eventually something goes wrong. It's, it's like Ian said. They get it's, Windows updates the and their network card no longer works. They want, they want humans to be put in the pods and they want the robots to, to watch over the humans as they enjoy their lives in VR. It's the opposite of the Matrix. This That's, is great if you tell me we're on a spaceship flying for 10 light years or hundreds of light years away or something to some new planet. Sure, okay. That's fine. Then you can put people in simulations and they can do training, they can learn, they can be entertained during the trip. Right? That would be sure. a good idea. Would, yeah, I'd watch that movie before this pile. It also, <laughs> it also wasn't clear why they couldn't have them escape to the dream world for a while, and ha- also have automatons that are starting the process of replanting. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know why you couldn't have done both. There had to be a conflict. That would make more sense. But yeah, obviously the conflict is the theme of the movie, so obviously that's why. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, the only thing, I, the only thing I would guess is. We have one example of somebody who went in and then died in real life and mm. remained in the game. In that the was game. that was the original, like the the cop's lover, the the person who was murdered at the beginning of the movie. Dina. That's the Dana one example. Yeah, that's the one example of that that we have. I think if everybody went in there, and then even years later, after their bodies all died off on Earth, even if the automatons were working, they would still be in there. They would just have nothing to come back to. So I don't think I think mm. if that plan were going to work out, I don't know how they would ever come back then because they wouldn't have bodies to come back to. But would they you even know, remember? I don't know. I don't know. Simulation. Yeah. Could that that girl didn't? That girl went crazy. Remember, like the girl who got stuck in there went kind of crazy. I think I did not understand this movie very well because I thought that the people when they went into it, like their physical body went into it. Like there's only one person. They jumped into the yeah. gate and that's it. So there's no like body left behind like there's no right. dying up. Yes. So, that's what the transcender allow them. That's right exactly so they right. can go in and repopulate in that world it's not like there's any pop people out. but when they when they were just sticking the earpiece into their ear that's their bodies different. were oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. behind okay. but wait, the transcender allowed allowed a different way of entering you're right you're so, right. I know it's shocking that I couldn't follow this awesome <laughs> plot so the girl at the beginning who, who dies she transcends into the game and also right. dies in real life but then somehow remains in the game as well and becomes like twisted. Don't and think evil. about it too hard, Chris. She was yeah, I think. Didn't she program herself into the game? So was that actually her, or was that? Oh, so it was a fake version. Well, if you're of talking her. about the angel, that's different. Right. That's not. Her no, that's Tesla. Tesla doing his little hacking. Well, so, she cr- she created it, but it is a it was taken computer over. program modeled on her appearance. We have already Our overthought this Lord. movie. We <laughs> have overthought this plot. We've given it way more credit. No. So, okay, 
back to Ready Player One in this <laughs> in this story. Now listen, okay. right? The creator of the virtual reality system dies, but he leaves basically clues and games to anyone that can complete it to basically take over his fortune. Within the virtual reality system, his character exists. He programmed himself into the game as a like an NPC, basically. But it's not really him. And I think in this case, that's what we're seeing in this movie, too. Where she was playing the game, but she also sort of created a non-player character within the movie, or within the virtual reality system. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the sets? Well, so, uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Though we, we are being unfair to this movie because we've certainly watched movies with convoluted plots before, and we never like we've never torn them apart this much. I think this is a positive thing about this movie that it's so ambitious, yeah. right? Like it tries to create a really interesting story. It just not all the pieces connect. I think it's it. I think it's at least positive that we can get to the point where we're trying to tear that we're even trying. That's yeah, that's a positive. I, like I said, I generally liked this movie because there's story, there's themes, which you don't find in all mm-hmm. of these B movies that we watch. Right, right. So what were the real shortcomings then? If I mean, obviously, it seems like the plot was a little cloudy or murky for some of us. But beyond that, what were the real shortcomings? To me, it was just basically the, the monetary stuff, like special effects could have been better. They were decent for what they were, but... Everything was good enough. There wasn't a lot about this movie that really stood out as excellent, though. I thought like, it's astonishing to think that this movie came out just three years before The Matrix. Wow. Right, but this is a TV movie, yeah. much lower budget. And it does speak to the fact how far Canadians are behind us down here in the States. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so all this needed was Keanu Reeves? Is that what we're, what we're saying? Every movie and, needs you know, Keanu Reeves. And yeah. you know, fight training that happened in advance of the movie might have helped. Okay, yeah, that is what we see a lot in these movies yeah. too, right? Is the like gun the choreography. Was, yeah, they couldn't the even hold the guns this. correctly. <laughs> like they're just True. kind of flopping around. Oh, jeez, they're heavy. They're future guns, Rebecca. They're future guns. <laughs> Maybe yeah, because they play reality. so much virtual reality, they've lost all muscle tone, so they can't hold the gun properly. That's right. Exactly. Your body. Your body. It's so disconnected. It. Ah, it's hard. To I do. will say. I thought the sound design was especially bad in this movie. Nothing had any impact with the guns or with combat or anything. So everything just felt really flat when they were attempting to like show a fight scene or something scary. Like I remember that moment when the zombie appears and it's just like, if you go back and watch it, there's the sound is so dull that it just kind of feels like just some assholes wrestling around (laughs) instead of like an intense scene. If that makes sense. Or like when he goes down into that basement and he meets the pure people and they kind of attack him and he's like, show me where the heart is. But it's so, there's like silence between yeah. when like one person punches and then another person punches. It's really awkward. Yeah, they're supposed to be like holding him down and stuff, but it doesn't feel like that. There's like yeah, no intensity to any of the scenes. <laughs> I have an important question about that cellar place. Yeah. Would, would Dodge have been a better character if he were played by Dennis Leary. Oh, because he would have been Demolition Man guy? <laughs> Pretty much. And they all went to Taco Bell afterwards? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about going to Taco Bell after this. There you go. Uh, speaking of the food, did you guys look at that slurry? Oh, he, gosh. He oh, my gosh. I told Rebecca to write this down. I did. When I we were watching the movie. That was one of the things. Why? That was one of the things. Why is the future? Why in the future everything you need to drink shit? 
Why is it all shit water? It's it's just protein. It's just to why, keep you alive. Why can't we just have like water or beer or like I don't know lemonade or juice in the future? There's there's no food, you Todd. Need, you need lemons or grapes yeah, or okay. apples. Clearly, it's like okay, let's have a drink, and it's always shit water in the future. It's just I'm not looking forward to the future if it's just shit water everywhere. <laughs> Todd, do you ever see Snowpiercer? No. Oh it's a cool gosh, movie. yes. That's a cool That's movie. A really you should watch movie. it. It's, it's like a train in the future, and the whole world is covered in snow and ice so they have to stay on this train and constantly move but the people eat these blocks these like gelatin blocks and they don't know what it is until later in the movie and it's just bugs for the record i for sure thought it was going to be people oh uh, yeah that would have been good too but uh, no i i think they're a desperate society they have nothing i don't even know how they're making food in the first place like but that's like, that scene with the the crap water uh-huh. that was actually one of the few scenes that bothered me at least in terms of like character development, because you've got uh, Carver. He's all upset about VR. He doesn't like it. He doesn't partake in it. But he's got no problem with augmented reality. Yeah, he, he that was really bizarre. His, he drinks. He's his got like food weird lines while wearing the VR so that it looks like a beer while he sits well, there in the sun. But it's it's AR, not VR, at that point. It's like it's just it's a weird line. It's just a weird line to draw. Not really, because you got still got some semblance of reality then. But it's all fake. <laughs> but it's somewhat real. Like, still, I'm not, I'm not saying augmented reality the is physical bad. It's thing. just a weird line for that character to draw. We all hear what you're saying about augmented reality. We all hear. Hey, watch, put your Google Glasses back on. You know what I liked about I'm this movie? i go back and play my Pokemon Go. I like the set design. Hear me out. Everything was gray, but... <laughs> In his room, color of the everything's oddly shaped. He <laughs> picked up a picture frame, and it was a lima bean-shaped picture frame. And I just, my mind kept going through, how do you get this picture developed? Like, you would have to stand there it's and cut the picture size. out in lima bean shape. Yeah, is that how pictures come out? You never future? asked for lima bean at CVS when you got your pictures developed? <laughs> it was the last pair of scissors they had. They were just bent. So everything just kind of... <laughs> I thought the doorways, the doorways often looked like a Star Trek communicator shape. Yeah, well, uh, there was I got a lot Star of Star Trek elements in here. Yeah, too. that's what I was. I thought that doctor that you guys complained about so much felt like a character straight out of a Next Generation episode. Yeah, yep. yeah why for sure. was he obsessed with radishes? Oh yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Hey, just he because, just radish. because you hate radishes doesn't mean everyone else can't like them. But he oh, was. Shit. I don't think I've ever even had a radish. <laughs> I've never even seen one. How does radish taste like? You've Spicy. never had a radish. I thought they were only in a th- figment of like Fraggle Rock. I didn't know it was a real thing. <laughs> oh my god! I was just about to bring that up. I was just about to say fan theory. I think Doctor Tesla's a doozer. Makes crystals. I think radish might be my favorite vegetable. I said it. Okay, yeah, and you don't eat vegetables, so there you go. Hey, empty words. I eat vegetables all the time. I'll have you know. I just also eat a lot of donuts. Potatoes hardly count. They even out. They even out. <laughs> T- Todd, I don't want to blow your mind, but sprinkles are not a vegetable, man. <laughs> also, carrot cake doesn't count. <laughs> oh, it should. Did you guys like their uh, outfits? Classic gray onesie. They were skin okay. tight. It was fine. You guys remember putties from uh, Mighty Morphin Power oh, Rangers? Yeah. Oh my they, they were the putties. Putty action. Yeah. I, I think I could be down with everyone in society just wears the same thing. Yeah, Dude, but that's just because no, you and me do that well. already. Look, as a fat guy, no, I don't want to wear one 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 piece onesie thing. That's just not going to look right. You but just then be what so were used those to it. like plastic things that 
were they like gun holders? Were they? I think they were just decorative. Oh, is that how they showed spice. their style? For your a little spice thing. to their style. The other was for your TV remote. I don't know. You can attach a fanny pack anywhere. <laughs> you can charge on your it. phone by plugging it into your head. <laughs> I'm running out of bars. Stab it right to the front. To go back to what you were saying, Chris, about the sets, there was one set that did particularly fall apart for me. It's when Carver's going through the tunnel to heaven. Mm-hmm. The trash bag and, line uh, tunnel? The, I was saying, yes, you, you was see awesome. the light at the end of the trash yeah. bags? That was fantastic. <laughs> that was them running out of money and just yeah. scurrying around trying to find something. They found work. it in the director's trunk. This will yes. work. This will work. Yes. I, I uh, it was the assistant like... director's trunk? <laughs> I kind of envisioned them like stealing bags from a hobo or something, like <laughs> some poor homeless guy's cardboard box and like a trash bag, and they're like, Can his, we na- his name was his name was Michael Pere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how dare oh, you, Michael Pere? He's a prolific. How dare actor. you? He's been he's in a good. lot of films. He's, got, he's, he's so serious. He's got in this a movie. certain he's... je ne sais quoi. <laughs> he has so like serious. Fifty-three credits on IMDb. He's wandering through a trash land wasteland, but his face is so stoic and like he just goes for it, man. He's uh, like if if Robert Redford was in like had a stroke and lost all ability to move his face. <laughs> <laughs> now Michael Pere, I would say, is more attractive than Robert Redford. But all I can picture is current Robert Redford, who's like eighty five. So yeah. Plus, you got the nice, not a fair nice comparison, man ass picture at the beginning of this film. That's so true. you're still all high on Michael Pere. I liked his narration. His narration was good. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. no. sold it. No, no. Sold it. That's the number one reason I don't like this movie is that freaking narration. I hate it. Because he's a so robot much. man? No, the voice. He Look, he's got a good voice. I could listen to that voice all day, but he was just telling us literally yeah. what he was doing, and it drove me insane. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a four-year-old. Yeah. I'm now going to get some toast. I'm ready That's to put it in the toaster. Like, and I am so and sad. And then it's going to pop out yes. and I get a plate. Yes. <laughs> It's pretty it's like, bad. I think I can gather from watching you walk across the hall that that is what you're doing. I don't need to be told it. Left foot, right foot, <laughs> left foot, right foot, left foot, left like foot, so shit. Right, yeah. I, generally, I generally don't like that feature in a movie where they put too much narration in to try and tell you everything you need to know. But I think I was definitely trying to capture this film noir vibe. It was like a very intentional it was. creative the detective. But, that, yeah. but there's not much detective stuff to this movie, right? Like no, he, but that, I think that's why they make him, what do they call him, a dream breaker? Because they're just breaker. trying to capture that, that noir vibe. The music, I think, helped capture that noir vibe as well. Yeah, it didn't really but have maybe, a look, though. Maybe that's the key problem. Uh, maybe, maybe it should I mean, have been more of a, a mystery. Noir. They didn't have him smoking behind a smoky glass door. and uh... I mean, with all that gray in there, it kind of felt like it, though. They did have the dame walking in, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. touche. That's true. Like they were, it was very much a just like a like a sci-fi future noir. Yeah, and I think that's why you get that narration. I generally don't like that kind of thing either. But I thought it kind of worked for what they were going for in this movie. I, I think you guys are being way too harsh on this. I so think you just it, spent thirty minutes also being harsh on it, and then you're going to tell me nah, you loved ha, it. Nah, don't. I've don't been even. saying the whole time that I like it. I mean, it's not well, a perfect movie. No, no, I was talking. I was talking to Chris <laughs> mainly. Right, right, right. The, the amount of effort they went into for this movie. I I like 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 I said there was like eight or nine creatures in this movie. If they wanted to, they just could have had one creature that they kept recycling and said that's the creature from VR. Do you know what I mean? But they went to the effort of 
going into the Halloween store and buying nine costumes. <laughs> I feel like it would have been better if they like picked they one creature and they did that one Made creature well. really yeah. well. I I liked it. I liked then, the cheesy VR Then we would have complained element. it was too repetitive, though. Yeah. Did you like when they went to VR? Yeah. No, no I never find that satisfying better. to me. None of those Nothing. movies are ever satisfying in VR because Nothing it's always satisfies like... you. No, true. But it's always like, just like, one solid color background and people fumbling around and it's not, I don't know. It was different though. The lighting was different. It, this it is the blue level. It, this <laughs> is the red level. <laughs> no, they had the level yeah. where you're outside in the, the smoke. Then they had a level where the it gray was level. gray and they had a uh, trash bag level. Oh, they had the level with the bodies hanging. That was okay, a pretty that cool was scene. Pretty cool. With the grease cool. all was, over them. That was that was trash bag level. Don't try and double up there. Mm, okay. <laughs> so you're saying this is like Deep Blue Sea 2 where they keep walking down the same hallways, but they just change the, the color of the lighting? Way more. This is way <laughs> they used this hallway way better than Deep Blue Sea 2 did. I gotta say, until sure. you commented on it, I didn't realize that the entire future was gray, but it really was. There wasn't much in that movie that wasn't gray. That's everything it's a... inside was gray everything outside where the miniature was was brown yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that's the future okay. gray and brown why did we have to see the miniature so many times it was like a transition used a hundred times that was a because... gift to the audience because it was so awesome oh is that what so that's we got, yeah be? that's it you can that's blow like, your mind like here's multiple a bag times of shit as a gift i, I mean it's cool it. the first 10 times but <laughs> how dare you it's already my desktop <laughs> background it's so awesome <laughs> yes i love miniatures i thought i get it's you funny it's funny because i can't tell if you're joking it might literally be your desktop <laughs> background he, he's already carving one right now <laughs> the the ending did leave a bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth because he builds this relationship with serena who works for dream core and they, they have like this romantic relationship and they go through this whole adventure together. And in the very end, she gets stranded and stuck in VR while he's alive in the real world. And then it makes it seem like her only reason to exist is for him or something. So like when she goes in there or when he goes into VR, she's just kind of standing there waiting for him. I didn't read that that way. I thought that was continuing to play on the theme of, is it better to live in the shit world versus retreating into a dream world? Because she very much wanted to be there. She didn't want to come out. I mean, she didn't necessarily choose to get stuck there, but she I think she chose to want to stay there if given a choice. I'm still confused by that, though, because earlier he doesn't care about her. He like even admits like she's not the same as the other girl. That's literally what he said. It's literally what he said. I'm like, I'm going to be completely honest. I feel nothing. (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest. I only know the facts at the end. Even after watching it twice, I have no fucking clue what they were going for at the end here. What do you mean? Like, I I realized I, I, I understood everything you guys just said. I know that that's where Serena was. I know that this is where he is. I, I understand all the facts, but I'm just not sure what to pull from the end of this movie. What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to think? Oh, that's that was one of the big disappointments for me. I don't. I don't know what I was supposed to get from the ending. Were they any better off? Was like were people eating? Was there had they solved anything? No, no, because they destroyed the MacGuffin. He's working to build a new one. Yeah, and it's but they're, been 10 they're working years. on they're working on creating a better world, and that's the important thing, guys. <laughs> Michael Perry hasn't 
changed his look at all same same he looks exactly the same it's 10 years later. nonsense he was wearing no, a doctor he had a uh, he's wearing dr gray. thomas tesla's costume he now. had a little bit of gray around the temples oh i didn't see the gray yeah okay. and the eyebrows and he was gray wearing eyebrows. his dad's clothes I was lost in his eyes the whole time <laughs> staring at that man ass so he's so he's clearly <laughs> That's my new desktop background <laughs> he's clearly not a dream catcher anymore whatever it's called uh, dream breaker dream oh breaker. dream breaker come on todd <laughs> I'm a dream breaker. Dream breaker. Dream breaker. No, that's not what he was called. Wasn't he a dream mm-hmm. cop? What the heck was no. he called? No. Was... No, he's a... Dream breakers, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I promise you it's dream breaker. Dream breaker. Dream breaker. Okay, that sounds really stupid. <laughs> Jeez, you act like you fell asleep during the movie or something. You didn't so get the... past the third page. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I don't have anything else. I have one minor thing. Okay. Um, so there was the the heaven level of Diana's game was password protected. And he immediately knew that the password was Evan. Oh, I was yeah. waiting for that to come back around, but I don't think that it I did. I thought it was it. heaven. Heaven? Oh, I thought oh. you were saying the name heaven. <laughs> I thought I for thought sure. Yeah. I thought for sure whatever tore them apart was like the death of a, of a child named yeah. Evan. Okay, ah, that makes sense. Wow. I thought that's well, what that picture was. I thought it was oh, you're right. her and that kid was Evan, but yes, um, it turned out right. I guess to be his I don't mom. Remember and, that. I don't remember yeah. that picture, I guess. It was the, the lima, lima bean, bean picture. picture. <laughs> yeah, you guys were saying that earlier and I wasn't following then. Uh, it's right after his ass. <laughs> it's right after you see his ass, it goes to the lima bean picture. It's just... Maybe sites- it was... Your, over, your senses were overwhelmed. I can yeah, understand. I was, I was too busy thinking about the ass. You were on that ass high. I mean, now, now that I know he said heaven, though, that is the worst password ever. Like, what's the yeah. first password you're no, not supposed to No, it might be Evan. Pick? I think it might be Evan. I think he might be right. Who knows? Sure, I don't think that paid off well enough. No. No. Or, no. or if it did, I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> All right. Time to play a game about Nintendo Virtual Boy. Is that what it is? No. No, that'd be awesome if it Damn, was. Todd, why do you do this to me? <laughs> Toy with my emotions. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Movie Night Game, where there are no winners or losers, only stupid answers. Here's your host, Rebecca. So, Chris, you're not going to like this because it's oh, going to make no. you think. <laughs> yes, I love it's these one complicated these. ones. <laughs> it's actually not that complicated. Uh, this, I got... But you're yeah. still too dumb for it, Chris. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, and you're all going to work together, so I'm not going to put you on the spot. Um, okay. But this is a type of game they play on uh, Ask Me Another, which is an NPR quiz show. Um, okay. So this is called Carver's... Wait, what? <laughs> um, so here's your example. If I say Carver decides to take up a new hobby, angling for trout... You would say Carver's bait. Oh. Okay. Chris, you with us? As much as (laughs) I can be. He's starting to twitch. (laughs) All right, here we go. Carver goes on a diet once he sees how tight-fitting his dream breaker suit will be. I did it, right? Let's say it again. Carver's weight. Yeah. Yes, Yay! you got one. Good job. All right. <laughs> uh, Carver retires and starts to, starts to teach others how to dream break. Carver's fate. No. Carver's 
He starts to teach others. Tate? Carlos. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's the past tense of to talk. It is dating. <laughs> Uh, Carvers. Um, oh man, I'm I'm already uh, I'm already too wait. dumb for the second one. Wait, Carver. He retires and he teaches. He teaches others. Carvers pontificate. No. Whoa. No. no. Proctate. Oh yeah. Oh, you, that's you, closer. Weren't you just seeing one recently? <laughs> <laughs> wait, we have an author on here. She knows lots of words, right? Nope. Yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be oh, like man. a multiple syllable word. Yes. Dictate. Carver's teacher dictate. Is it dictate? No, it's not. Carver's educate. Oh, Oh, damn it. I was so receptive. You guys are dumb. Yep. Number three. Carver grows his hair long like Dodge and keeps it neatly braided. Carver's Carver's braid? braid? Carver's great. (laughs) Carver's Dreadlocks. Mm, Keeps it neatly braided. Yep. Like a Viking. Carver's raid. Carver's French braid. French braid. It's another word for braid. Another word for for braid. braid. Dude, we have no hair. How the (laughs) hell do we know what this is? Carver's. Mine's getting kind of long. I I don't know if I know another word for braid. Plate. P L A I T. That's a straight oh, up lie. Yeah, Never okay. Plate how about we stick with English words? <laughs> how, about, how about you use real words? <laughs> All right, this one's good. Carver gets stuck in this narrow body of water connecting two larger bodies of water. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. The Carver's straight. <laughs> Damn, I thought you went the other way. <laughs> uh, Carver practices his double lutz and triple salpals <laughs> to get them so down. Loud. You're going to have to repeat that one, Chris. Yeah, everyone's so slow. slow. Everyone's just laughing at Chris's last joke. <laughs> I missed it. <sighs> Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Uh... You have to rewind that audio, folks. Hit that yeah, back 15 seconds Go button. Ahead. Go ahead, Rebecca. Carver practices his double lutz and triple sow cows to get them down pat. Carver's great. Carver's skate. Carver's gymnastics. Skate. Skate. Yes. Skate. <laughs> oh, this. Oh. oh. I never skated. <laughs> and I last wasn't a skater one. Boy. Carver takes Serena on a night on the town. Carver's mate. Date. date. Carver's date. Yes. Dinner, dancing, and a nightcap. Carver's date. Carver's hate. (laughs) That's it. Sweet. Cool. That was actually... I could do it. (laughs) I did it. We did it. (laughs) Thanks, Rebecca. That was a fun game. Yep. You are listening to the Bad Movie Night Podcast. Do you have a recommendation? A question? Do you want to talk about bad movies? Then join us over at our subreddit. Just search for Bad Movie Night on Reddit and join our community. Now, back to the show. All right, Todd. The time has come. Would, would you recommend Carver's Gate? You're going to get all pissed, Chris, when I say this, but I'm going to recommend it. I know I just oh. shit on it for like whatever, how many minutes, but it's like I said in the beginning. It's like a train wreck. I don't know why I had to keep watching it, Cause man, it got disappointing at parts. I wanted it to be better, and like right at the perfect point, it would just be some wooden figurine. Like, oh no, you better move! You're gonna get shot. 
but it was still all right. I, I, I still was like a train wreck. I had to keep watching. So I'd recommend it. Okay. Nico? Uh, I would probably not recommend it. Probably just because of all that voiceover. It drove me insane. But I like the creatures. I mean, I like the characters, but no, it was a little slow for me. Slow paced. So, no, I would say no. Rebecca? Uh, it's a no for me as well. Um, like we said, it, it had good ideas. It just wasn't well executed and the acting was just too much. Amazing. Too much. <laughs> Ian. Yeah, I would recommend it. Uh, I think it was a pretty ambitious movie and I appreciated what it was going for. It gets higher marks for attempts than it does for uh, necessarily succeeding in all yes. areas necessarily. And it's especially hard because it's, it's, it's too easy to compare to the matrix, which is, a very different level of film, but overall, I liked it. I would recommend it. Aaron? I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I'm not sure which way to go with this one. Uh, there were definitely parts I liked. I'm just a little disappointed. I think maybe it was too ambitious for its own good. But Get, um, off, get off the fence, Aaron. <clears throat> I'm stuck on the gate. Uh... Alright, go ahead and watch it, but do something else while you watch it. Would you call it <laughs> Carver's Debate? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm so tired of all you guys' Carver's hate up in here for this movie because <laughs> we watched. Look, look, we watched that movie. Do you remember that movie Crawlers where the plot is so simple and they still couldn't do anything mildly entertaining in the movie? This movie is, is so ambitious and they attempted so many things. Yeah, they failed at most of them, but I was never <laughs> bored with this movie. All right. And Michael Pere, he could whisper in my ear all night long. Like, I liked his voice. I think he's a great actor. Number one star. That's all I got to say. I like this movie. I thought it was fun. I'm glad you liked it, Chris. All right. So that's going to do it for Carver's Gate. Next week, we're watching the 1990 movie Chameleons. There's no trailer for this movie that we could find, but we did find a scene. So we're going to check that out. Be right back. My need is great, Angelica. Well, I see, Larry. My God, I had no idea you were so, so, so blessed. All right. Uh, what do you guys think of that trailer or that scene uh, from Chameleons? I'm not going to be on next week. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, is... that was something else. Something came up. I mean, it was different. It's... I think this is more of a horror comedy. I believe so too. <laughs> this is definitely oh, oh, funny to the other be. end of the bad acting continuum. But it was a two-minute trailer, and Todd laughed like four times. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. Was no, a funny no I'm trailer. saying it's the better end where it's. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. There's not really much to say about this. It looks very bizarre. <laughs> Features a young Jim Carrey floating on the roof while a man's. Uh, what do we? What's the technical alien term? penis? <laughs> alien penis. It turns into a graboid from Tremors, and then eats him. And then eats him as it does. I don't know. I have nothing to say about this. I, I have no expectations for this movie after that scene. Who, who picked this? Uh, well, we're supposed to have a guest next week, and he did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm back on board. <laughs> I love that guest's movie. <laughs> Has our guest seen this movie before? No. 
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the important part is we could just blame it on him. It's true. <laughs> the choice makes way, makes way more sense now, though. Cool. Well, that's gonna do it. Thanks, Nico, for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks, man, for having me. And uh, your website is nicobellfiction.com. And I went there, and you give book recommendations and a bunch of information about your short stories, I guess, will be up on there soon. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So everybody go there, check that out. And if you like what you heard, go to the iTunes.com, leave us a review. Check out our website, Bad Movie Night Podcast, for our video show and older episodes of our podcast. Check out our subreddit. Uh, there's lots of conversation going on there right now. Ian's dropping dinosaur facts left and right. Oh, Get yeah. Ready for this Jurassic Games movie that we're going to be watching very soon. It's so good. It's so good. All right. That's going to do it. See you guys next week for Chameleons. Bye. You know, we didn't talk about VR. Thanks for listening to the Bad Movie Night Podcast. If you have any questions or recommendations, send us an email at info at badmovienightpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) You must be crazy. Man, I've seen some bad films. Man, I've seen some bad films. When I say bad, I didn't watch them all the way through. I had. Hmm. I'd be crazy by now.